Hello and welcome, brothers, to this special episode of KKSI Presents. My name is Will Johnston, and I am a life member of the Theta Sigma chapter at Fairmont State University. I am also serving on the 2021 National Nominations Committee. Today, we are continuing with our election specials with our third and final candidate for Vice President for Student Affairs, Anthony Gooden. Anthony is from the New New Chapter at the University of Alabama. He served in the U.S. Navy as a Petty Officer Second Class Aviation Structural Mechanic, and he just retired as a Southeast District Vice President of Membership. Anthony, thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much for taking the time to do this, Will. I really appreciate it. You're welcome. Thank you. Uh, so to get started, can you tell us a little bit about your personal and professional life? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so like Will said, I was in the Navy for six years. Um, I was an aircraft mechanic. I spent most of my time in Virginia Beach, as well as Norfolk. Had a great time. I worked on the F-18 Hornet, the E-2 Hawkeye, and the C-2 Greyhound. Uh, what my job mostly consisted of in that respect was oxygen systems, environmental controls, fire detection and suppression, and ejection seats. Um, during my time, I served for quite a lot of it as a supervisor, uh, both in and outside of my workshop, as well as being an explosives team leader, uh, quality assurance safety observer, as well as being involved at the command level um, with the drug and alcohol prevention advocacy advocacy programs. Uh, so that's really what I did professionally before I started college. Um, my personal life, um, I just like to have fun, uh, play some video games. I'm really enjoying Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild and Super Smash Brothers um, on my Switch. And I just recently moved back to Virginia Beach um, after college while I'm taking my little bit of a break. And I'm excited to see what happens next. All right, awesome. Thank you. Uh, would you tell me a little bit about your fraternal experiences and what led you to run for BPSA? Yeah, of course. So I am a fall 2017 initiate from the new new chapter at the University of Alabama and as always roll tide. Um, after my after being initiated in the fall, I spent a lot of time in the jurisdiction committee. And even as my time evolved in the chapter, I stayed in jurisdiction committee. I served my chapter as the sergeant at arms, as well as essentially a parliamentarian, since for us, we combined the two positions into one. Um, I served as warden of ritual, and then I also served my chapter as vice president of membership before going on to being the Southeast District uh, VPM. And I had a great time doing it. And when it comes to why I wanted to run for VPSA, I love the idea of being able to continue to work with the active brothers and be able to stand as their advocate and their voice when it might not always be the most comfortable to advocate for yourself. Um, even myself, when I first joined the fraternity, Hearing names like Evan Thompson, you know Adam Cantley, Melinda Matney, a lot of these people who have served as national president, you know, and then still doing other amazing things in the fraternity, 
it was almost intimidating the idea of talking to them. Um, even when Jessica Lee was VPSA, I, I don't know if I would have felt comfortable going to her, not that she did anything wrong, but again, just being a student and that idea of, oh my goodness, I have to talk to someone on national council. So part of me wanting to run for VPSA is to kind of help change that narrative, you know, make it so that people do feel comfortable because the biggest thing is if there's an issue, but it's never talked about, how is that going to get resolved? And so for me, being able to be that voice and that advocate for the student body and to help them feel more comfortable advocating for themselves is really part of the big push for why I wanted to run for this position. All right, thank you. Um, can you talk about some of your goals for the 2021-2023 biennium? Yeah, definitely. So right now, my big goals are, uh, you know, if elected, I want to, like I said, continue that advocacy. Um, you know, bring forth to the student body just those reminders of, you know, the National Council, they are just people, you know, yes, they might be older in years and more experienced, but they are all human. Um, you know, I want to still be able to help come up with other ways to advocate for the student body. For example, um, you know, when we do a lot of... For example, when Bong has done, you know, the VPSA resource calls, you know, having the district officers go over trainings on, for example, for VPMs, I worked with Glenna, who was the Midwest District VP. Um, we talked about the Google Classroom, had to sign up for it. And something that I think would have helped and again, in hindsight, to help advocate for our students is added subtitles to that video. You know, just expanding the advocacy for the students and again, realizing that not everyone has access to resources in the same ways. Um, I know even for myself, being hard of hearing in one ear, Subtitles would help me a lot at times. So it's just, it's small things like that to help kind of not revamp, but improve upon systems we already have. Um, another goal is to continue the work that Bong has started, um, making the student resource page more available, more known to the student body because there are so many great resources that having served as a chapter officer and even a district officer, had I known about those resources sooner, I feel as though I could have served my chapter, my band program in a better capacity. Um, an example of that is actually the uh, OMRS guidebook that is on the national website where it breaks down every form, how to fill it out properly. And as a VPM, you know, not everyone gets the same turnover between officers. So for me, that resource would have helped me a lot going over, you know, the membership candidate registration, the membership candidate initiation form. So making the resources we have 
more accessible um, to our student body. All right, thank you. Um, so as this country finally starts to get out of the uh, COVID pandemic, what is your plan for transitioning our fraternity um, and restoring a new normal for chapters? No, absolutely. Like even now, um, where I'm at in Virginia, we're slowly coming out of COVID. I believe it's actually next weekend that everything is able to be at 100% capacity again. And I think one of the biggest things for that transition is to help ensure that our brothers feel safe. They feel comfortable. Um, I know for myself, I did get the vaccine. I know other people haven't, or they, they're still a little skeptical about it. And that's completely okay. And that's understandable. But I think right now, the biggest thing is making sure that everyone feels safe being together again. I know right now there's a lot of talk about seeing everyone at NatCon, but then there's the concern of, I want to, you know, I want to hug my brothers again. I want to be able to sing the hymn, but I also want to do that safely. So I think the biggest thing really is sitting down and figuring out what ways we can do all of that safely what what chapter operations you know is is safe enough to do in person um social distancing you know if chapters are going to be in, continue to meet in person or start meeting in person again you know other than following the local guidance and the university policies on that what can the fraternity do, you know, especially when it comes to masks and being in close proximity again to each other um, and even the ritual, you know, this year we, I don't want to say it was a struggle, but there were a lot of moving parts that we all had to, we had to work with. Um, one of my professors there, Something they always said to us was, it's not your fault, but it is your problem. And I kind of feel that's how COVID affected everyone. It's no one's fault that COVID hit, but it definitely was a problem that we all had to deal with and come up with solutions to. And I think with the ritual, that's going to be another hot topic of how can we do this safely? How can we give chapters the opportunity to put that back in their own hands. And what would that look like um, without going into, obviously the secrets of our degrees and our ritual, you know, what would that look like? And I think that does still need some planning on how we can do that safely again at the chapter level. So I think there's a lot of conversations that I'm sure are already happening and will probably continue to happen throughout the summer. But I think as far as that transition out of COVID, you know, those are some of the bigger topics that we need to consider. All right, thank you. What is your plan to continue to support the work of the DEIA task force? No, absolutely. I think that's a great question. You know, the DEIA task force is something that I am super excited that is coming to fruition. Um, after the events, that have we've all seen in the news. I think this is something that was a long time coming and I'm very glad to see 
I definitely think that when it comes to supporting the DEIA task force is definitely making sure that when the task force does become the committee and even as the task force, making sure that the voices from that are diverse. Um, And I mean that more outside of just you know, person A is from a PWI, person B is from an HBCU. Um, I definitely think that those voices should obviously include, you know, those groups, but the LGBTIA plus community, um, you know, the Asian American Pacific Islanders, it should be more than just PWI, HBCU representatives. Um, because if it's only those two groups, how diverse is that task? Like, how diverse is that work actually going to be? You know, how diverse are those voices? If we're only selecting two groups to represent there, where's the inclusion? Where's the um, equity? And how can two specific voices? advocate for the voices of the many that we have in this fraternity because no chapter looks the same whether it be you know for example i'll use my home chapter we were a smaller chapter um past couple years we've been between 15 and about 22 and we are at a pwy that's not to say our whole chapter is only white but what what good is it to only have that one voice represented? So I think definitely making sure that the work that this task force is doing is looking at more than just the bigger separations that we tend to see. Yeah, we need to make sure that everyone has a voice at the table. So I'm excited to see how this groundwork has already started, but also where it will continue to go and how it will build upon the future of our fraternity. All right, awesome. Um, As the head of the Student Advisory Committee, how do you plan on continuing to support district officers and ensuring that the voices of all of our brothers are heard? No, absolutely. So... Student Advisory Committee, just having having just served on it this past year, was definitely an experience I will always hold dear to my heart um, because I did get to meet brothers from all over the country. But it's like you said, you know, how can the VPSA support the Student Advisory Committee? And I think part of that is definitely continuing to make sure that every district gets heard. Um, you know, coming from the Southeast District and recognizing that we do have so many chapters, there's chances that our voices will be heard more than, say, the Western District that isn't as large. And I think for, you know, VPSA, just keeping the districts on an equal footing, that regardless of what size each district is, ensuring that everyone has access to those same resources. And Bong has done a great job of that. Um, So it's definitely making sure just, all right, Southeast District, you might've had this great idea. 
you know, Northeast district wants to incorporate it. How can you make that happen? You know, making sure that the districts are still working together. Um, I think that's something that we started to see change this year was while the districts were still individual, you know, there was a, so many sharing of ideas between them, especially with the VPNs, you know, sharing resources, especially when it came to recruitment. And I think that as VPSA, being able to help facilitate those conversations and utilizing the district officers is such a huge thing because at the end of the day, it's more likely that a district officer will reach out to the national council or a specific national officer about a question than an individual chapter because that chapter is going to feel more comfortable going to another student or maybe a governor. So I think just continuing the use of the district officers to help advocate for the rest of the student body, because at the end of the day, it's the student body who make up the organization as alumni, as life members. There's really only so much, you know, we can do. And we need to make sure that we're help guiding the active brothers in a positive and not overbearing way to a brighter future so that this organization can survive another 100 years. Thank you. Um, finally, is there anything else that you would like to say to our listeners? Um, any questions that I didn't ask that you still want to answer? Um, I just want to say thank you so much to yourself and the rest of the nominations committee for all the hard work that you all have been doing. I know it probably hasn't been the easiest uh, with COVID and trying to travel to Stillwater to meet in person. And I just want to say thank you so much for the work that you all have been putting in to make this year be as smooth as possible, especially for uh, as we transition out of COVID and back to being in person. It's your work is being seen and it is definitely appreciated. Thank you. We appreciate that. Um, I'd like to thank you once again for joining me. I'd like to thank our listeners and encourage everyone uh, to reach out to any of our candidates with any questions. You can look up all the candidates' platforms on the National Convention website. And don't forget to follow the official Kappa Kappa Psi social media for updates. I hope everyone is having a great summer, and I can't wait to see you at convention.